you have your Bible this morning, uh, turn over to John chapter 15. We're going to actually read the first 16 verses this morning. We had a good turnout yesterday and a good day. We had a productive day in our new buildings. Hopefully we're going to be getting into that thing pretty quick. It's looking good. If uh, y'all get a chance, go out there and take a look at it. Starting in verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them to cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So ye shall be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call ye not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained that ye should go forth, bringing forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain and whatsoever you shall ask in my Father's name, he may give it to you. In this passage, Jesus has given us an illustration of what the Christian life should look like. We know it's the Christian life because in verse 2 it said, says the branch is in me. So we know we're talk, he's talking here about Christians. God's goal for every Christian is to increase in bearing fruit. As you look through the passage, there's a pro progression from producing no fruit to some fruit to more fruit. And then finally, when you get down to verse 16, it's fruit that remains. So what is this fruit that remains? What are we working for? What fruit are we ultimately supposed to be producing? And I believe that the fruit that remains is the eternal human soul. You see, every person that you meet has an immortal, eternal soul. And they're going to live out their destiny based on the decision that they make on whether they accept or reject Christ. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. It's really changed my perspective on how I treat my fellow man. It says, It is a serious thing to live in a society of possible little g-gods and goddesses to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person you talk to 
may one day be a creature which if you saw it now would be strongly tempted to worship or else a horror and a corruption such as you now meet if at all only in a nightmare. All day long we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. It is in the light of these overwhelming possibilities, it is with the awe of the circus and the circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all of our dealings with one another, all friendships, all loves, all play, all politics. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortals, mortal and their life is to ours as a the life of a gnat, but it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. Our success in helping each other become an everlasting splendor, according to John 15, is dependent on one thing, and that is that we abide in Jesus. In this passage, seven times, Jesus uses the word to abide. Uh, sometimes I like to look up the definitions of words, but also I like to look up synonyms that kind of help me understand the word. I wanted to read with you a list of synonyms for the word abide. Abide is a synonym to comply with, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to, conform to, adhere to, stick to, stand by, act in accordance with, uphold, heed, pay attention to, agree with, acknowledge, respect, defer to, consent to, and accede to. Those are the things that we're called to do with Jesus. We are to abide with Jesus so that we can affect change in other people, that ultimately we can bring souls to Jesus, that we can reap the harvest that is out there. But the workers are few. So today I want us to ask the question, are we truly abiding in Jesus? Because it's the only way to produce the fruit that remains. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come out to your house, Lord, with your people. I thank you for the opportunity that you've given me to speak and serve here. Lord, I want you to help us ever be mindful of our what a great privilege it is to serve you. Lord, I ask that you just go with every aspect of this service today. Please just bless the teachers and the singers. Please bless Brother Israel as he brings the message later. Please stir your spirit within this congregation for we need your presence more than anything, Lord. We ask that everything we do here glorify your name and that you keep us focused on our purpose. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.